When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome to another Scoutcast brought to you by Fantasy Football Scouts. As always, you're joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode, and we are also joined by the lovable Rich, who has decided, well, not decided, sorry, you haven't decided this at all. You have been kind of lumbered with doing the hosting because my second screen isn't working. How's it going, Rich? Well, this this hosting's very easy. All I had to say was, we're live, and then you took <laughs> over. I got, like, the assist. Yeah, exactly. Who got the assist? rich uh yeah flappy obviously we're, we're, as some people call me flappy j flappy j i love it i mean yeah flappy j <laughs> kind of came from from black box and mark was all over the flappy j uh, nickname for you are you quite happy to adopt that or would you rather i didn't mention it again <laughs> I, I mean i've been called it a lot this week all because of that and I, to be honest i i want to hear it but it's like two and a half hours <laughs> yeah. and the deadline's gone now so can i listen to two and a half i mean i could i could no no <laughs> If you cut me out and maybe listen to it on two times speed, it'll only be about an hour. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will give it a go. I do normally listen. It's just the tight deadline. No, it's all right, mate. It's fine. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. I Especially never listen when to you're on it. Anyway, so it's fine. What's that? Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so thanks so much for joining us tonight, mate. Obviously, we are mid-game week, which is very strange. So we've had the first half of our game week, game week 21, and the second half of our game week will be next weekend. So we've got an awful long time to wait. There's an awful lot going on at the moment as well with are these players actually injured? Are they not injured? So Trent, for instance, we're thinking lots of people have started him because you never know if he could be back. Bowen, we're hearing mixed reports at the moment, but some reports saying it's not as bad as feared and maybe he'll play and other reports saying he won't play. So it's a bit all over the place at the moment. But what we thought we would do tonight is just have a little bit of a catch up. Take some questions from Twitter because we asked some questions. We got some good ones and also get some questions from the chat. Isn't that right? Yeah, no, it sounds good. Yeah, I think I think it would be briefer than normal. Although from experience, like just yeah. with me and Praz, for example, when there's two of us, we say it's going to be a quickie and then, or a quick, quick podcast. And then, oh, yeah. you know, it went over an hour last time. Gonna... <laughs> Imagine going over an hour. God, jeez. Usually a quickie is only about 60 seconds. But um, yeah, so we, we thought we'd uh, we'd give it a go tonight and see how it goes. So the, the general gist of how tonight's going to go, we're going to have a look at our team so far, which we might get told off for because midweek posting is not allowed, but we're going to be looking at our teams a little bit. We're going to take some questions from Twitter and some questions from the chat, and that'll be it, basically. So before we look at our teams, we do have a little bit of a graphic, don't we, to show a little bit about AFCON. Uh, and which I know is now that... on the screen. Which is now on the screen. Thank you so much. So we've got a, a little graphic here about AFCON and the odds of certain teams getting to certain places in the tournament, which I think is quite important because we need to know when players like Salah are obviously going to be back. I mean, Salah's the main one, isn't he? Unless you're really holding out for Semenyo. So we're going to have a quick look. I mean, it's not on my screen. There it is. So as you can see on the screen there, you've got the certain odds of those of those teams getting through. Morocco, Ivory Coast, Algeria are all very, you know, the highest odds in terms of getting to the semifinals. If a team gets the semifinals... We're thinking that game week 25, they'll most probably not be available for. 
Egypt drew their first game, which was quite interesting. I mean, even that was kind of last minute Salah penalty. So the odds of them getting to, you know, the final semi-final kind of took a little bit of a dip. But even then, we're looking at kind of game week 24 being the earliest you would say that they're going to be back, isn't it, Rick? Yeah, I mean, this was put together by Rob T. So Rob T. FPL yeah. on X or, or Twitter. And he also yeah. added a bit more context. He said, so game week 22, which is obviously the next deadline, there's about a 13% chance that Salah will yeah. be back for this. Because a quirk of AFCON is that a lot of third place teams qualify as well. Like the best, well, it's mm -hmm. not even best runners up. It's like best, best losers. I don't know what they call it. So it's yeah. very hard not to qualify. Um, yeah. So only about 13% chance he's back for game week 22. It's then 39% for game week 23. And then 65% chance that he's back by, by game week 24. So, yeah. I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Because I was thinking this yesterday. Like, you look at the Arsenal clean sheet odds most weeks and they, they push, you know, 50%. So when you look at like a 39% chance he's back by 23 kind of like just a good chance of a clean sheet and we know they don't come in so if you're looking at it statistically <laughs> i mean it's it's still a coin flip isn't it but well less than a coin flip yeah it's it's just about being being flexible i suppose over the next couple of weeks still isn't it but it's just it's just showing there that you know salah could be back a little bit earlier than you think like if you look at the odds there there's there's just as much odds that he's going to be back in game week 24 than he is game week 25 mm -hmm. But he could obviously go a little bit further than that. But I think if you've got a rough plan to try and get him back for game at 24, I think that's probably a good idea, isn't it? Because you could always delay it a week if you need to. Well, it's an odd, it's an odd one because it was so hard last week because of all the injuries. It was impossible to sell all the players as yeah. in because we had Trent, we had Salah, we obviously had Son, there was Wang, um, there was Kudus. Mm -hmm. You know, there was there was a lot of different different injuries or, or players that have gone away to tournaments. So we couldn't sell them all. So some of us have still got Salah. I think you have and I have yep. as well. Yep. And we're in this situation now where we don't know what's going on with Haaland. So then is Salah, especially if you haven't got two free transfers this week, you might try and roll again. Mm -hmm. Suddenly then you're going into game week 23 where there's a 39% chance that Salah's going to be back and you still have him. It, there might be a lot of people that actually just end up keeping him. Um, obviously yeah. De Bruyne might have a, a word about that as well. But then if you're doing Salah to De Bruyne, it's going to be harder to get Salah back because you're then going to want to keep De Bruyne for the for the double as well. Yeah, so the biggest, I mean, the fact that game week 24 is against Burnley at home is massive, isn't it? Like that's obviously yep. a gorgeous fixture. Whether he will be back and ready to play in that game, you don't know, but you'd assume he would be if he, if he was back for game week 24. And then game week 25, he's got the double. Game week 26, he's got the blank. So that's obviously massive as well. So if you're bringing him back in for game week 25, you've got to know that he's then not going to play in game week 26. It did make me think a little bit that if you've already sold him, that free hit 25 kind of starts becoming a little bit more attractive. Because if you've already sold him and he doesn't come back till 25, you could potentially free hit get Trent and Salah back for 25 when everybody else is scrambling, taking hits, you know, all over the place, trying to get them back in, get them back in for game week 25. And then kind of game week 26, obviously they got their blank. And then after that, they got Nottingham Forest away and then Man City at home. You could kind of forego getting in for a little bit, couldn't you? I mean, yeah, but the one thing you then miss out on is the triple captain. Yeah, I suppose if, wanna... if Haaland isn't back, then that's massive, isn't it? Yes. I mean, he's going to, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess if Haaland is back, then it becomes a bit of a more of a coin flip. Um, yeah. I'm still quite open to only having one of them, as in only one of Haaland or Salah, and using my triple captain. Mm. But 
that's because my ta- transfer value is still awful. I mean, you remember yeah. in game week 10 when I wildcarded and I had like one and a half million less than you. Look how smug you look <laughs> when I said that. And it, it's not got much better, to be honest, despite being an early adopter on Palmer. That's not that's not quite made up for one and a half million. No, it's mad that. Like I was talking on um, last week saying that I can obviously keep Salah and Haaland. So that's obviously the route I want to go down. But I still need to downgrade someone. So I downgraded Trent. Uh, Trent to whoever it was I got this week. Oh, it's Jopinian. And I was quite happy with that move and obviously freed up 3.5, whatever it was. But I'm still not quite there. I'm still about 0.6 away to get Haaland, to go from Solanke to Haaland. But someone like Watkins could be a move, you know, Watkins to Haaland. If you look at Watkins's fixtures, then obviously not awful. He's got Everton away that he's just blanked in and got booked as well. Newcastle at home, Sheffield United away, which is quite nice. From game week 25, I suppose it's not too bad. They got Fulham away, Forest at home, Luton away. But I'm just looking and thinking, but if you can get up to Haaland, that's probably a better move, isn't it? I mean, something Praz pointed out to me, I think it was game week 26, where Watkins could be one of the best captain options. Because I kind of had this idea a couple of weeks ago that maybe I'll get rid of Watkins again. Because the only reason I I brought him back was that Sheffield United game when most of us captained him and he blanked. Yeah. But yeah, they've got the return. Like you said, they've got Sheffield United coming up. He could be a a good captain option in 26. I'm not 100% sure on it. It's so tough captaining Watkins, I think. Like he's he's not somebody I look at and think he's a really good captain. I option. agree with that. Got, I, yeah, I do agree with yeah, that. We, we got all these midfielders on penalties, haven't we? And you just think Watkins without penalties, like he has blanked a lot of times this year. He's done really well, but he's also blanked a lot as well. Like he tends to get hauls, doesn't he? Which I suppose is good for a captain, but I just, I struggle to put him into my captaincy matrix, if that makes sense. I agree. I mean, I keep getting told to, I need to stop talking about penalties, but I will, I will not do that. I mean, your captain this week is proving it basically hasn't it because i mean he to be honest he had good stats well he had good expected assists his goal threat was basically the penalty you can bring it up if you want if you want to bring up your team yeah okay the moment you've been waiting for the reason we still went ahead tonight yeah (laughs) your midweek green arrow yes this is the reason seb couldn't be on here tonight he was like (laughs) no i'm not going on with a midweek green arrow andy uh, yeah, obviously my team, like Seb just, uh, oh, oh God, sorry. Like That's Rich right. just said, yeah, <laughs> like Rich just said, I'm, I'm, I've had an okay start to it. I mean, you say I've had an okay start. Palmer's been the main one, obviously. I had Poro with six, Ariola Saliba and Estupinian haven't played yet. Richarlison got me eight, which was quite nice. I'm quite happy. Oh, I say quite nice. Obviously Richarlison and Poro linked up against my own team, but there you go. Palmer with 20 points. I was quite obviously quite happy with Foden with two, Alvarez with two, Watkins with one. I've still got Saka to play, who's my vice captain, but I don't want him to do anything because his EO is above 100%. And Solanke, who's got Liverpool at home, so I'm not expecting a lot there. My biggest thing was, I was talking to somebody the other day and said that I was actually more relieved that Palmer didn't blank than I was that he scored. Does that make sense? I just didn't want him to blank. I did not want to go into a whole week of waiting for Saka to play with a Palmer blank. That was the biggest thing for me and obviously for i was listening on the radio so on on saturdays i do the hoover and i listen to the scores or maroon five yeah yeah i know yeah and i was listening and um obviously sterling went down i was like here we go and then you have that dreaded listening for a minute hoping that he scores but of course he scores so he got 10 points considering he got booked he still got three bonus 10 points I think Sack is going to do quite well to beat that. So I'm I'm very happy with that so far. So this is 39 points, 
minus four because I did Trent and Son to Foden and Estupinan. So, yeah, I'm not, it's not too bad. A little green at the moment. Hopefully, I, it can stay green by the end of the week. Yeah, no, it looks good. And I mean, yeah, you're right about Saka as well. I mean, I think what the highest score Saka's ever got was that 16. I think it was 16 points, 17 points. Yeah. So even if, say, that happened again, you're, you're still not unhappy what you've lost six points. And that would exactly. be the absolute ceiling for Saka. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to take double digits every single day um, yeah. with, with Palmer. Um, yeah, no, I think I think you can be very, very happy there. Look at your yeah. rank. Yeah, exactly. Look at my rank. So, you know, it's good. It's, I'll, t- I'll take it. Uh, Rich, let's uh, bring up your team as well. Talk us through how you got on this week. It's nice being able to see my team straight away and not having to... Yeah, I know, that it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, actually, no, now I've seen it. Um, it. I mean, it's not great so far, but, I mean, it's really early days. Like, I've not yeah. had a defender yet play. I've obviously not had a goalkeeper play. So I'll go through the players I've had play. Um, so Foden and Alvarez with two each. I mean, they had pretty decent stats. I think it's unlucky that one of them didn't get something, you know, even if it was just an assist. Uh, Richarlison, I mean, I'm so glad we got him um, because he's yeah, been on absolute fire. And he looked incredible yesterday. So eight points mm-hmm. for Richarlison. Best he's played. Yeah. Palmer, vice-captain. So 10 points. Um, then Saka, still to come. And then I've got Watkins, one-pointer. I mean, he's almost 100% EO. I think most people, he's like 99.9%. So yeah. I think that's another reason people might be looking to sell him because it's boring. It's literally a dead spot in our teams. Yeah. Um, I bought in... Oh, So I, I was going to bring in Walker. And then there was some rumours that he hadn't trained in the morning. No, looked a bit more into that and that was well, yeah then the rumors were you know he'd been there's some stuff in his personal life um yeah. going on so then when i got on the train after work literally like quarter to six so half an hour before the deadline i was i was still going to go walker and then i just looked at esther pinion and thought this seems safer yeah and i, I did it and then I, I don't know actually if it is safer because there's a chance he plays center back Mm. it's not yeah. getting a doubler in but then but then i would have tripled up if i've gone walker i've already got my three man city in yeah exactly so i guess i've got more flexibility um and walker could have got a lot more than he did i mean he looked very very bad defensively but he was also extremely attacking you know at, at the same time so i don't know what yeah. to make of that um and then i've got darwin captain so i'll get to see what saka yeah. does talk us through darwin captain because i tweeted uh once the deadline happened saying I'm on Palmer, Seb was on Saka, you're on Darwin. Like, we haven't had a week like that, I don't think, this year. I have, I don't think we've had a year where all three of us have been on different captains. No, no. I mean, I think we've had similar captains most weeks, I mm, think. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty torn between Saka and Palmer anyway, I think. And I'm not just saying this now. I think I would have gone Palmer if I'd gone down, down the safe route. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, he's my vice captain. So, yeah, I probably would have. But then I just thought the upside of Darwin... I just could not get it out of my head. I mean, there's a lot of debate about who's on penalties. I think mm. it's Darwin. So I've just gone with that. I did say on our WhatsApp, I'm 100% sure he's on penalties. Seb obviously yeah. argued that you can't be 100% sure if you're not sure, which, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But we have to like make a lot of guesses in this game, don't we? Like we just talked about the odds yeah, yeah. for AFCON. We talk about the odds for doubles and blanks. So I've taken it to the next level and assumed that Darwin is 100% on, on penalties. Um and the cameo midweek just made me think he's definitely, definitely going to start. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I didn't think Palmer or Saka's ceilings are that, are that high. Um, and I mean, I know Palmer's just come away with a 10-pointer, but it was, you know, it was a penalty with Max Bonus. 
He could have got more than that, though. He was so good all game. He, he could have had an assist or something. I mean, I'm not knocking Palmer. I just felt before the, before the game week, I, I didn't think Palmer or Saka are going to go like full Salah. And that's fair. Yeah. yeah. And I think Darwin, Darwin could. could. Yeah. And I suppose without Salah and on pens, I think that's fair enough. I think especially with, with the XG that he racks up as well against Bournemouth, I, I think it's a good shout. I, I, I think this is one of those weeks as well where you could go with it. I think you could go for it a little bit. Obviously, with Salah gone, Son gone, I think you know why not go for a Darwin this week when when Salah's back. You're not gonna be able, you're not gonna be going for Darwin captain again, are you? No, and I mean no, that's the thing. I think it was a one time opportunity to do it while he's in my team. I mean he's like fifteen percent EO or something ridiculous. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't believe he was that low. Maybe a lot of people can believe it because because you know he's a terrible finisher apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm excited about it, and I mean. Palmer and Saka, their their EO's not that high either, so I don't think it's that big a risk. I mean, I know they're both over hundred percent, but barely. It's only about hundred and twenty in the each. That's roughly. the thing. Palmer barely Palmer barely hurt me as a, yeah. as a non captain, and Saka won't either. So I think I think on the tweet I sent out, I put a poll, and it was who's going to be happier by the end of the week, and I think. <laughs> loads of people said well of course it's going to be Andy and Seb because they won't own Darwin <laughs> I thought it was quite good but yeah, yeah. people are very anti-Darwin that, but that also yeah. actually that makes it more exciting as well yeah, plus imagine very... Seb's face if I ever take him because Darwin scores a hat-trick and he doesn't even own him at the moment well, he's, he's got to get fan. on the scout cast well, he's got to get on the scout cast for him to uh, for us to see his face hasn't he yeah so, so we uh, might not see yeah. Seb next week either if Darwin goes big exactly imagine as much as Saka he's like I'll nothing. be happy for you if he hauls yeah. Imagine if Saka does nothing and Palmer and Darwin both do. Ooh, we won't be seeing him again. We won't be right, the him. table will be turned upside down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we did ask for some questions on Twitter today and you didn't disappoint because you're all awesome. Uh, so we've got some questions here, which uh, Seb... Uh, oh, God, I keep saying Seb. It's because I always go to him first. Sorry. Fine. Which Wait, do you? Rich will answer. Well, yeah, usually, the Seb usually Seb's in the middle. Mm. So it's me, then Seb, then you. <laughs> uh, so uh, we've got a few which Rich will answer and I'll chime in every time, uh, anytime I need to. So, uh, so to, uh, this is from I Am uh, saying, so tonight we're entering the Flappy J mode. Can do. We've already entered, yeah, haven't we? We have. Yeah, we're midway. Stream. Um, uh, ben Murphy says non-FPL related but a shout out for the Green Bay Packers would be nice yeah shout out for Jordan Love absolutely smashed it uh, their wide receivers are fantastic at the moment uh, FPL Roadrunner 38 points on my bench in goalkeepers alone for the last four weeks Ariola times three and Martinez this week finally got a haul Martinez didn't he how does Flapjack cope with bench tilt I am losing my mind here I mean I've I had a lot of bench points a few weeks ago didn't i like a like a lot and my tilt seems to have made me captain darwin nunez so yeah. <laughs> so not the best person to ask <laughs> probably not i know what seb would say and i know what the correct answer is that it just shows yeah. you've got a good squad you know you're going to get the price rises but i mean once it happens more than once you know a one-off week yeah. like you had with palmer last week mm. i'm sorry to bring that, bring that up again yeah cheers yeah that's all right. And the keeper. But you know, when it when it continuously happens, yeah, it does get it can get to you, can't it? But it's I mean, if you've picked a load of rubbish on the bench and then you need to do a minus eight one week because you've got a load of injuries, I mean that's more annoying. Yeah, big time. I think it's I almost think it's one of those things where you have to look back on the weeks with a you know, objective eye and just say, actually it worked out this week and it worked out this week as opposed to just remembering the weeks where it didn't work out or you have all the halls on the bench because there's a lot of people i remember 
it was years ago. Do you remember when Socek first burst on the scene and he was unbelievable for a bit? And FPL tactician had Foden starting every week and he kept not getting Foden coming on, but Socek kept coming on for him. And there's just little things like that where you think sometimes it does just work having good players. Did he have that with Socek? Yeah, again and again and again. Do you know why that annoys me? Because I had a discussion with him about Rafinha when he yeah. first signed for Leeds. And I remember owning him at 0.1% ownership instead of Suchek. And I remember yeah. getting very, very angry that everyone was getting Suchek points. So I, di- I didn't realise that Andy Adam as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. See, I went Bowen. I was one of the very early I, mean, I actually doctors. remember I that. Yeah, he, he got a goal and an assist, but Suchek just kept scoring after that as well. Um, George Joshua Boyd, Tan. do you remember him? Yeah, I remember George 4. Boyd. 4.5 yeah. mil. He seemed to, every yeah. time someone like Hazard got rested or injured... He would come was in and score. He'd never. Was that when he was at Hull, he was at, Bu- at Burnley, I think. Burnley. He was at Burnley. Yeah. Remember him at Hull as well. Wasn't he at Reading at some point as well? No. 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 Bo- and Bo- Bowen was at Hull. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, if you get <laughs> this is from Joshua Tan. If you get Harlan back via a third striker, who are you benching every week? So, in other words, if you're getting Harland in and you've now got eight good attackers, who are you going to be benching every week? Yeah, I mean, this is something I've 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 been looking at, and I I think if Haaland's back this week, I think there's going to be a lot of teams looking at bringing in like Eze, and then they're going to yeah. bring Haaland in, and then they're probably going to bench Palmer. Mm. So it could be a massive downside. I mean, it's away at Liverpool. Obviously, you've benched Palmer. I mean, to, to be fair, I laughed at you benching Palmer, but I got him in game week ten. I think I've benched him about three or four times. Yeah, and he scored on at least two of those occasions. Um, See, I genuinely think this is where people are going to be looking for a really cheap eighth attacker that's going to be good for a bench boost because people are going to be thinking about that soon. And I, I, that's where I think Garnacho's starting to really come into my thoughts because he's so cheap and you're happy to bench him. Well, this was the whole plan. I know we talked about yeah, it a lot, but my plan to get Solanke in, who I didn't get, was to get Garnacho instead of an archer. Yeah. I guess the only thing with that about bench boost is we'll probably be wildcarding. I don't want to generalise too much because this could change, but we'll probably wildcard before we bench boost. Yeah. yeah. So probably don't need to worry about that yet. But yeah, I much prefer... like Gar- I mean, I wouldn't want to start Garnacho often, to be honest. Um, but I'd much rather have him than Archer, personally. Fixtures aren't bad for Man United, mind. They, no, they're, know, they're not. They're it's just it's Garnacho. It's like the probably the worst attacker. I mean, oh, as in the midfield oh. wise. I mean, you'd rather have you'd rather have Rashford. You'd rather have you'd Bruno. Rather Boyd. I mean, there are a lot yeah. more George Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Garnacho is not George Boyd. No, that's fair. He's more Rafinha. Uh, early, early Rafinha. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Indy says uh, Trippier. Do we have that? Uh, sorry, do we that have not by choice kept him in our teams? Do we keep him for the upcoming good fixtures? So in other words, if you've still got him, do you keep him or do you move to, say, a Porro or an Estupinan? I think you've got to keep him now. Because the next three are incredible. Uh, to be honest, I haven't looked past the next three. But the, the next three are really good. Yeah. You can probably use him to free up some money ahead of the double, but I'd wait as wait as long as possible. I definitely wouldn't be bringing Porro in right now because I'm looking at game week 20. And I know I've been... I'm not anti-Porro, but... Yeah. I did actually look at him this week and I was like, there's no no chance, no point I'm going to bring him in because you look, you build your double team for game week 25. Yeah. We go into the blank in 26. And a lot of us have already got Palmer, Richarlison, 
we're going to have three Liverpool. That's five players who blank. If you've got Poro as well, you've got six who blank. Yeah. The most free transfers you can have is two. Um, it's not like one of the players... I mean, unless someone's gone for Alisson, and then obviously the goalkeeper doesn't count. So yeah. five. That's why I get obsessed with goalkeepers when the doubles, are, doubles and blanks come. So I, I think it'd be mental to bring Poro in right now. 26 is tough. It's really, yeah. really tough. Yeah, and obviously like that, that could change. I mean, it, it, there's still a chance it's not a blank, like the Chelsea-Tottenham game statistically yeah. it probably will be yeah i think 26 people are going to start realizing like like you just said they're already going to have you know these players in their teams like those spurs players and they're going to be bringing in more liverpool and all of a sudden they're going to look at 26 and go god i don't have a team yeah <laughs> i think it's well worth doing if you go on like a planner website mm. don't do any transfers just click ahead to like game week 26 yeah and just have a look and i think yeah if you've not looked already you'll see exactly what we're talking about where yeah it's it's like not said, nice. It's, it's not no. It's really not. It's good because it makes it more interesting. It it doesn't. It means that not everybody can just you know load up on certain players. But like I said, this is where I was looking at free hit twenty five and thinking it could work because you don't have to worry about getting Salah and Trent in, and then obviously you don't need to worry about having them in in twenty six as well. I did genuinely look at free hit twenty five for a little bit, but then obviously I wanted to keep Salah, so I started looking and thinking it doesn't make any sense if I'm keeping Salah, but it is definitely something you can look at. I think. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and even with like Man City, I mean, Man City don't blank in 26. Liverpool mm. will blank in 26. But then it's Man City, isn't it? So, yeah. yes, they've got a nice fixture against Bournemouth, but could by then, you know, De Bruyne is going to be more fit. You'd imagine Haaland's back, but who know, who knows? There's going to be even more rotation then. Yeah. I mean, FPL Bandini's literally, and this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about tonight, how long before KDB is absolutely essential? Could it be against Burnley, in fact, which is the next game? What do you think about KDB? Because he came back, 21 minutes, I think he played, goal assist, three bonus points. What 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 do you do? Do you get him straight back in if Haaland's out? I I just don't trust his minutes. I still yeah. still don't, he's obviously coming back from quite a long term injury. And I know obviously he's done that in 21 minutes. I'm I'm really I don't want to completely rule him out, but I'd want to see him play 90 minutes in a game first. Yeah. And even, th I just don't see that happening for, for yeah. a while anyway. And I, there was a lot of praise getting handed out this week about people that went early on KDB. I, I, I think people that went KDB got quite lucky that he came on with 20 minutes and got a goal and assist. Like for me, that's kind of bad decision, good outcome, as opposed to, they made a good decision on the fact he was going to start that game. Like a lot of people were cursing themselves that they went for him because he didn't start the game and obviously got kind of bailed out at the end. But I, th I think that's very early. Some people went last week. So I do feel like that's a bit of a gamble. I've said for quite a long time that I don't enjoy owning KDB as an asset. I know he's, you know, we won't mention the name again, but triple captain as of him a while ago, <laughs> obviously got a few points. He, but... he should not be named. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I just, for me personally, I am more than happy for people to be kind of jumping on him now. For the double game week, if Haaland's definitely out, I think that could be tempting. But he's not somebody I want to hold, if I'm perfectly honest. No, I mean, I've got no problem with people doing it because, I mean, it's a gamble, but it's a, obviously they've got a gamble with huge upside. Yeah. But they're going to be sacrificing something else in that team because I think if you bring De Bruyne in, you're obviously going to keep him for the double no matter what. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you're then not going to have like Trent, Salah or Haaland. Well, you, one of them's going to be missing. Potentially yeah. two. 
will be missing. I mean, it's going to be very, very hard. Um, and obviously, people are very obsessed with keeping like players like Poro as well and Saliba, you know, players like that who are not actually that cheap. And I suppose are you, if you're going with KDB, and maybe you, what are people going to skip Harlan? Do you think because, they, like you just said, they're going to not have one of them. And if you're going to triple captain in 25, which is looking very, very popular, mm-hmm. does that mean you might triple captain KDB? Yeah. See, I wouldn't. I, yeah, I wouldn't fancy that at all. I mean, I, I think yeah. it's it's a brave punt, but. For, and actually, for one of the first times this season, you actually have to, apart from Trent, you actually have to spend a little bit more money. Yeah. Because money's not really been a problem. But yeah, if you're stuck in, chucking people like Trent in, KDB in, you, you are spending spending more money. And I think you're buying him for the long term because you're just yeah. not going to have the transfers to get rid of him if something goes mm-hmm. wrong. Personally, yeah, yeah. and it's quite boring, I'd rather have Foden. Yeah. I'd, yeah, and Foden's I'd feel more good. confident just, about his minutes. He just isn't always returning, is he? Not always, but he's he's getting the minutes. I mean, he looked great in the last game. He created loads he loads of chances. Better than Alvarez. Yeah, no, much better than Alvarez. Much better than Alvarez. I guess it's just it's that midfield spot, isn't it? But yeah, I've got I've got no problem with people with De Bruyne, but it's it's not for me. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm even trying to think of a circumstance where I'd change my mind, and I'm str- <laughs> I'm struggling to think of one. I mean, obviously, if Haaland's definitely out long term, let's say he's out for another month, yeah, possibly it opens that up. But then. Alvarez and Foden for the for the price, I do, I do prefer them. So, right, last question from FPL Twitter then is from Calm Bugler, and he is saying non FPL is Rich allowed to express his opinions on what he thinks of is it Die Young, Die Young, yeah, yeah, uh, and how in God's name was he allowed to buy Reading Football Club? Now, mate, we could do a separate pod about this, couldn't we? Because it's it's unbelievable what's happening to your club. Obviously, you're a Reading fan. If people don't know that as well. And for a person to come in and obviously take control of your club and do what he's doing to your club, and the fact that in six months' time, if he's still in charge, you might not even have a club, seems absolutely crazy. So what's your kind of take on it at the moment? So after this weekend, this weekend's been like brilliant. Like obviously, yeah. if people haven't seen, we you know invaded the pitch and got the game, game abandoned. Um, you say we, you were there, weren't you? I was there. I didn't stay on the pitch the entire time because I needed to go to the toilet. I hadn't told you that bit, had I? Because it, it took over an hour to get the game abandoned. Um, but no, but being serious, like it's it's been going on a while, but there's just been no talk of it in the media at all. And mm. literally since Saturday, it's kind of snowballing. Like there's a, there's been articles on the BBC, there's been a statement from the EFL, it's been on you know radio talk shows, like talk sport, etc. So yeah, having to resort to such extreme measures. Um, and honestly, I don't care if we get relegated. I don't care if we get relegated two or three times, but just want yeah. you just want your club to exist. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I don't want to bore people with it too much, but I just think it's important yeah. that for me anyway, and probably other Reading fans that it's it's out there and it's not just Reading. You know, there's been many other clubs affected by this. Right, like even today that Everton and Forest, obviously um, having the financial fair play kind of sanctions against them and things. And you just think, it's mental what's happening to certain clubs, isn't it? When there's that kind of top six that kind of feel a little bit invincible up there. And obviously you've got everybody else, but it's always the fans. I'm that... surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised it happens with the Premier League, but you can see the difference. I mean, the second yeah. it happens to like a Premier League club, you get like the BBC News like alert on your phone or something. Yeah. Which you don't always get. You didn't get it with like Berry and stuff. You know, these things. I mean, the thing it's read and it's been going on for years now. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. it must be almost five years. We've not been able to sign a player. Yeah. But it's not going to be front page of BBC Sport or BBC News. 
and I understand why people don't care because there's you know way big, bigger things going on in the world. Um, yeah, yeah. And obviously, there's been things like the Super League almost happened. You know, that got instant. You know, few little marches here and there. Yeah, but yeah, that's crazy. But no, it's um, you know, and actually, it's one of those moments where you think I can completely understand why the fans did what they did, and they've obviously got to be heard. And look what's happened because of it. And I think it's yeah, I think it's really good what what you guys did. Um, but you should have gone to the toilet before you did it, mate. I did. Right, uh... I did. I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So thank you very much for people on Twitter for chucking in your questions. People in the chat, we've got a good like 10 minutes now if you want to chuck in some of your questions as well. We've already had a few, so I'm going to try and go back and find them if I can. Uh, da -da -da. Yeah, come on you Spurs, says free hit 25. What are we thinking about free hit 25? Because... I looked at it a little bit. I remember even, I think I messaged you and Seb saying, oh, I'm actually looking at this a little bit now. I feel like if you've sold Salah and you have no Liverpool in your team, free hit 25 genuinely looks quite interesting. I think there's a key difference between our teams. So I'm actually going to put our teams up really quickly because mm -hmm. the reason I put mine on now. So the reason yeah. I'm not considering it is because I've got three Liverpool already. And obviously I might sell a Liverpool player this week. I don't know. It depends on news. Yeah. But I've got Salah, Trent and Darwin already. So mm -hmm. to be honest, if I was going into a double now, I'd be more than happy with those three. Obviously, if Salah was back from the AFCON and, you know, Trent's fit. Foden and Alvarez, I think, are more than fine as well. And bringing in another City is going to be quite easy because, yeah. you know, I could just do an Arsenal defender or a Stupinan to, to Walker, for example. And then I've got three City and three Liverpool. So for me, I'd much rather use my triple captain. I've got those players in place already. I mean, obviously, if Haaland's back, I've then got to make a decision. Do I want Salah or do I want Haaland? Yeah. Um, but that's probably why my team, I'm not going to be considering free hit in 25. And I think mm -hmm. I can navigate 26 as long as I'm sensible and you know, mm -hmm. try and keep as many transfers as possible. But then I'm going to put your team on the screen. Yeah. And you've obviously, it'd probably take a few seconds for it to come up, but you've obviously sold Trent. So I think you're in a much, much better position to think about that. Salah's the big one for me because Salah's the one where it's really hard to get back to him and also we're not really going to know when he's coming back so for instance if he comes back in 23-24 it's really easy to just jump on him knowing you've got him for multiple weeks so three game weeks and two weeks and then the blank and the blank doesn't feel quite so bad then mm -hmm. but if he doesn't come back till you know till literally 25 and then it's the double game week and you've got to make sure you, you know, leave everything there to make sure you can get him back and all this stuff. Because that's all that everybody's doing at the moment, isn't it? It's leave these funds here, make sure you're doing this. And I just feel like free hit 25 could get rid of a lot of that. And I feel like free hit 25 could also be really good in terms of you can get triple Liverpool, where I think a lot of people won't. I don't think a lot of people have triple Liverpool for it because of Salah and because maybe they won't have a Darwin, whatever it is. And I feel like getting triple Liverpool, the premium triple city whatever it is by the time we get to 25 whether that's not Haaland whether it's you know Alvarez Foden and Doku whether it's a defender whether it's Ortega by then or whoever it is and then also getting like a, a Doughty and I don't know an Adebayo whatever it is for that that I think it's actually a really good week to free hit the only thing like you said is you can't use your triple captain on it whereas a lot of people will be using their triple captain that week I would have thought and also the thing that kind of put me off, which I was looking at quite a lot as well, was the two double game weeks later on in the season are going to be different teams doubling. 
So in one week, in 34, it's going to be different teams to the 37, which makes me think that free hit makes a lot of sense then because you can obviously plan for one of the double game weeks and free hit in the other. So I was looking at it, but I don't think free hit 25 looks that bad. I genuinely can see a lot of merit for it. You, I think other things I don't like about it, you've then got to think about, obviously, free hitting. You can't have two free transfers in 26. Yeah. which is obviously that's a blank and you, you've got i mean in your team True. for example you've got quite common like palmer poro richarlison yeah so all three of those are and salah so all mm. four of those are going to blank obviously unless you sold salah before you've mm. got at least three blankers and you'll only have one free transfer going into 26 and then you'll be planning for the blank in 29 which could be quite big and obviously that would be without a free hit as well yeah that'd be dead ending most likely oh i see so you then and um, dead ending and then wildcard him yeah, I don't know. It, it just feels like a lot because I guess you'll be using your wild card and your free hit all to make sure you can have Salah and Haaland. Mm. But then you're only going to captain one of them. You're not going to triple captain either. You're only going to captain one of them. So I, I think, I mean, it could work. It could well work. I mean, there's not only yeah. luck in what players you get, but there's luck in what chip, tra- chip strategy you follow. I, I, I think that blank game week is going to be one of those weeks where everybody's kind of suffering i, I don't think like there's a lot of upside uh, uh, no 26 or oh, 26 I feel, yeah i mean 29 is the same as well but I, I feel like 26 will be one where the average amount of players played in most teams will be below 11 i agree no i agree i agree with that but then i guess the counterpoint is there's only two games missing so there's eight games still so if yeah. you plan well for that you could get a huge advantage because in 25 you're triple captain so you'd hope yeah. you'll get a green arrow when you're triple captain and in 26, if you plan better than everyone else and things go your way, you know, that, that could be really, really nice as well. So, mm. I mean, I'm looking at it now. I mean, Brighton at home to Everton could do with a bit of a Yao Pedro there. But because um, you have got Arsenal against Newcastle as well. So, yeah, I mean, we, we need to find out what's going on. You know, when's Salah going to be back? Is Trent definitely back? Because these are all going to be factors yeah. as well. But it's, it's probably going to be hard for my team personally to justify using a free hit there yeah I, and I, I think the biggest i mean with your team it doesn't make any sense but i think for a lot of people out there if you're looking at your team and you've, you've got no liverpool at the moment which you know people very well could have i've got no liverpool because obviously i've sold trent and i've got salah on my bench um I, I think you ought to have a look at game week 25 and think is free hit the best way for me to go because i genuinely think it could be a, it could be a strategy no, it's, it's, it's just it, whether in game week 34 37 you don't need that free hit if that makes sense no it does i mean yeah i'll definitely you'll be silly not to look at it like at least run yeah. some ideas past you know free, you could look at free hit 25 you could even see a free hit 26 works and while yeah. i've said you know i've got all these city and liverpool players it doesn't mean i've got the right city and liverpool players so no, true yeah. that i do have to yeah. think about that as well i mean alvarez and darwin I'm happy with Darwin at the moment, but I mean, they could very quickly become absolute duds. Yeah, no, easily. Like, yeah, Alvarez especially. Yeah, so I have yeah. to I have so to be aware of that as well. Right. Uh, <laughs> we've got a, a comment from Man On. God, it must be a nightmare playing football with him. Uh, saying Rich the change maker. Um, we got Kaja says, for us who kept Haaland, do we finally sell if he's not fit by next game week? Those people that have held Haaland this long, it's been so tough because in in logically, they've kept Haaland thinking as soon as he's back, I'm going to be, you know, reaping the benefits because people obviously, he's going to be lower owned, but they've obviously kept him and he's just every week, it's like, no, he's not quite ready, not quite ready. I do feel a bit 
sorry for those people that have done that because the the idea was there. But if he's not fit this game week, do you just keep him? Because he might not be back for another three, four weeks. I don't even know anymore. As in, it's mad. every week since, you know, we, we sold him quite early. I mean, we didn't sell him the week he was injured because we didn't know. But every week then people have asked that question and it's kind of felt like, yeah, maybe you might, you might as well hold him now. Yeah. But it just keeps rolling on and on and on. And people keep saying, oh yeah, he'll be back soon. He'll be back soon. But I'm just going with the assumption he's not. And yeah. I mean, my my plan, and obviously we've still got a whole week till the next next deadline. My plan was I'm gonna do, I was going to do Salah to Eze, and then I was going to upgrade one of the strikers to Haaland for, for a hit, mm-hmm. you know, like a pre-planned a hit if Haaland's back. I'm actually wondering, would rolling be better? Yeah. Like not benching Palmer, not doing a hit, and just waiting to see mm. what's going on. I like how someone said, "Oh, it's Seb, not enough Eze talk." And I mentioned Eze. Don't yeah, yeah. don't rewind, by the way, Seb. Um, <laughs> um, I can't remember what I was talking about now. Oh, about Harland. Yeah, I'm actually wondering, just as people like looking to bring what, bring him back in, I don't know if I'm going to go straight back there, if if at all. I mean, if he's not back for Burnley, I might just leave it and go for a different triple city and really? keep Salah and, yeah, triple captain Salah mm. in the double. I, th- I think triple captain Salah will become quite popular once I, th- I think so. And then do you need yeah. Harland? Because all you'll be getting Haaland in, you'll be doing all these hits to get him in, but all you'll be doing is just trying to protect, you know, because you're still wanting to blank, I'd yeah. imagine. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And then obviously the the big thing is, if you're not looking to get Haaland back for 25, it, it changes the 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 look of your, of your transfers moving forward because always in the back of my mind, it's like, right, can I get the Haaland if I need to? Can I get the Haaland if I need to? And it, like you just said, you could be going into 25 with Salah potentially being the best triple captain and you've done all these plans to get Haaland and you're going to own him for him to hurt your rank. What could be actually a thing is probably the best triple captain in 25 is Salah. But then obviously he blanks. He might blank again. Um, He probably then becomes, you could then look at selling him for Haaland who doesn't blank and then has Bournemouth. So you or, could actually look at buying Haaland after his double. You could free hit in 25 and then not have to worry about Salah after that. But no, I mean, that is, that's viable. Yeah. It's viable. I think it is. I genuinely think it's viable. I, I think if I you're think... happy triple captain in Dom Solanke or something later in the season and something on that is that's <laughs> if Dom Solanke stays fit. Yeah. Because well, you might get to that double later in the season. Dom Solanke's not there, for example. There'll be others. There'll be yeah, others. Triple It'll captain Billing. Yeah, exactly. You'd be fine. You'd be fine. <laughs> Keep them uh, all. Anyway, let's let's try and get a few more. Um, there was one from Gamil Jassen said, are you both tempted to get Tony in for the double? He does a blank in 26, so arguably better than a Darwin. Mm, no, not particularly. But, well, but again, it's my team. So I've got Alvarez and Darwin. I, I'd rather have Darwin, personally. Mm. I guess then it's the discussion on the Watkins spot. Yeah. Who? But then we then discussed in 26, he looks very good. Potentially captain option. I, I personally, I don't actually hate the Tony move. In terms of, it's you know a lot of upside there, and we've seen him do it before, and he'd be instantly back on penalties. But I've never really been one for getting somebody in who's just had how long off? Six months. And, it's, <laughs> and I know he does well in good games. He did well against Man City last year when you owned him. But it is Man City and Liverpool. That's his double. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't actually get worse. Mm. It's uh, it, yeah, 
I think it would take a lot for me to move from a Watkins or Solanke to someone like Tony, personally. But if you're free hitting in 25, I think he's somebody that uh, you could definitely look at, I think. Uh, let's have a look. I mean, he's game week 26 fixtures all right as well, like away at West Ham. Yeah. Then home to Chelsea. So he's got a little bit coming out of the double as well to give him. But yeah, I, I to be honest, I don't have enough transfers to even look at that. And I'd be surprised if people do. Yeah. It's also, it's not the nicest of doubles either, is it? Well, it's Brentford? not. It's awful. No. The only one I could think yeah. of being worse would be if you had City and Arsenal. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> exactly. Which so, someone did last year, I think, didn't they? Someone had an awful double like that. Uh, yeah, so uh, Stephen Harker's just exactly the same. Uh, Brentford's double doesn't look so kind. No, exactly. Right, I'm trying trying to get one more question out, uh, and then I think we'll call it a day, mate. Uh, oh, DJ, is Bowen going to be fit to play versus Sheffield United? I, I mean, we're seeing so many conflicting reports, but the last thing I saw before I came on the stream tonight was that there was somebody that says they still think he's going to be out for four weeks, which... I think maybe there was a, oh, he's better than we thought he was going to be and he'll play. I I don't think he will. I think he is out for a little bit personally. But I think that's just kind of my opinion. I don't think that's anything to kind of place your hat on, if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess it's just it's just one of these wait and see things now, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there could be all also, sorts of stuff that in. happens ahead of next week. Yeah. It, yeah. We can't do anything. I mean, that... Trent could play. I've started Trent over Estepinia just in case. I did see people with two free transfers, use a transfer to get Bowen in early and then use a transfer to get Bowen out later. So if they do that and then he plays next week, <laughs> I, I, just, uh, I mean, anyway. it could pay off for them. The early transfers could have the last laugh because they, they no one else could buy him. Yeah, true. true. And I'm just grateful I mean, his EO was kept lower because it is a yeah, scary yeah, thing. No, I was as well. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking. I was literally walking to the car after work today thinking, <laughs> how sad I am. I was walking <laughs> to the car thinking, Oh, it would be annoying if he played, but then I was thinking, no, because actually, if he if everybody thought he was injured, nobody really bought him when they could have done, and so his EO's lower, and I was thinking, God, I'm sad. <laughs> anyway, uh, Rich, thank you so much for joining us tonight, mate. I hope you enjoyed yourself. We're probably going to stop there, if that's all right. That's all right. I need to press the stop button, don't I? You do. I do. I was going to just abruptly stop it then for a laugh, but it's not actually that funny. Have you got a nice little end screen for us as well? Um, yeah, I could put it on. Hold on, I'll put it on. Yeah. Not now, not now, not and now. And then we'll come back. No. Okay. <laughs> um, chat. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We had, we had, we, we, we got about five hundred and fifty people watching us tonight, which is fantastic considering we're in the middle of a game week. But obviously, they just like hearing our voices. Either that, or they thought they were going to get Seb, and they've all left. <laughs> Seb is here. Cheers. Seb's in the chat. He is in the chat. We've missed him. Uh, Seb, we hope you're back next week, obviously. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for for listening tonight, guys and girls, I should say. Uh, we will be with you again next week when. I think there's a Monday game, isn't there? Is there a Monday game to finish the game week? I think, yeah, it's the Wolves-Brighton game. Oh, that's right then. Uh, oh, no, we got, got Estepinion, opinion, haven't, we? haven't we? Yeah. So we will be with you next Monday, uh, and we'll be, all of us here, we'll be looking at how we got on with the last game, and then we're also going to be looking forward to our teams moving forward, because it's going to be all about chip strategies moving forward. So thank you so much, guys, and we will see you all again next week. Bye -bye. And good luck to Darwin. Darwin Nunes. Exactly. <laughs>